Let's kick this off. So we are back with another solo-ish podcast. So last time we did a podcast um, with just me talking and Elle was asking me questions, um, but she was off camera and we just think this will work a little bit better. So it's going to be another kind of solo podcast. Again, getting in questions from you guys. Um, we've had a few more good, really good questions come in. So we just wanted to jump on and answer this. Also today we hit 1000 subscribers on YouTube. So we are, we're thrilled with that, to be honest. We really appreciate it. So obviously like and subscribe if you're not already. Um, but yeah, we do really appreciate it. And we just want to keep having these conversations really. And we want to continue to talk to interesting people and continue to give you guys um, these Q&As to give you a bit of an insight. So Elle is now in the video. So that's cool. So she's here. Say hi. Hi. And Elle's going to be asking the questions and I'm going to be answering them. So let's kick this off. Yeah. So first question from the people is, what is the biggest lesson you've learned so far in life? The biggest lesson I've learned so far in life, I'm going to give you two because they're, they're pretty big and they kind of coincide and they overlap. So the first one that really hit me is that it's actually all about people. Like people make you successful. Like out there right now, someone's got the opportunity to just transfer 10 million pound into your bank account. Like a person has that capability to change your life, your family's life, and your, your kid's life, your kid's kid's life. Like, I know it's not all about money, but that would change your life massively. Um, you know, someone's got the opportunity to put you into a position to succeed. They could give you the, like, the best job ever. They could like really help you. So when you realize that it's just people and it's people making these decisions, like money is just an inanimate object. Like it doesn't really even exist. It's just, you know, a, an agreement between two people or a person and an establishment. So it really is all about people. It's about the connections that you make with people. It's about, you know, broadening your network and realizing that, you know, if you come from a working class background, like I do, you can actually just sit down with a group of people and come up with a plan and come up with an idea. I'll do this for you. You can do this for me and we'll do something together. Like when I was growing up, I didn't realize that that was the case. I didn't realize that you could start a business. I thought that, a, you know, I didn't know how businesses were started, but I definitely didn't think you could just get some like-minded people around a table and hypothesize an idea and come up with a solution and put things into place. So definitely, definitely, um, realizing that it's, it's people and meeting people and doing things that show how kind of capable you are and showing how competent you are at all times is going to really benefit you in the long run. Um, that's what I've really realized. And then kind of an evolution of that once I got into work and once I realized that actually I could just give myself a seat at the table. And as long as I provided some value, then other people would um, kind of see that and reciprocate that. The next thing was, you know, everybody's told it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's definitely the, the people element of things. But actually, if you want real success, it's about who knows you. Who knows who you are and what you do? Who is your audience? Who are the people who know 
about you and want to do things with you because when it comes to opportunities, inbound opportunities are way better than outbound opportunities. If people are coming to you with ideas and opportunities, you know, you're 90% of the way there. So increasing your sphere of acknowledgement is, you know, nine tenths of success. So they're the two kind of main things. It's all about people and it's all about people getting to know who you are and what you do. So kind of a related question, mm -hmm. but what has been the biggest challenge in achieving your goals? Um, sometimes I feel like you can be burdened by potential and you can feel uh, immense pressure to do what you believe is expected of you. I think that that can be something that holds people back from, you know, achieving what they want to achieve because they can't, um, they can't find that humility to take a little bit of time to achieve something. You know, people want to dr like drill 10 holes to find oil when really they should have just drilled one really big hole. You know, they should have just drilled re like really deep because there's lots of external expectations. You know, you've got to get, you know, you've got to be in good shape. You've got to be making money. You've got to have good relationships with the people in your life. You've got to be seen to be giving. Um, and there's a lot of expectations. And actually, you know, you can do all those things, but it's just going to take more time. So realizing that you're on your own path, that you're doing your own thing, you know, you're on a journey, but you might just be taking different size steps to other people. Um, people underestimate what they can do in 10 years, but they overestimate what they can do in one. You know, they want to achieve instant success because obviously we're in the social media era. And I think that's something that was stopping me from achieving my goals. You know, you're seeing someone do this, so then you try and do that. And then you see someone else do this, so then you try and do that. And you don't actually stick at one thing for a long period of time. Um, but actually, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors with social media. And also, you're exposed to the 0.001%. You know, in the past, you might have only been exposed to people in your city. And then you might have felt like you were doing really well. However, you're exposed to, like, real unique situations. You're, you're exposed to people that every single thing happened perfectly in sequence for them, which allowed them to have great success. Now, I'm not saying they weren't talented and that not saying people didn't work hard, but they're also sequences in success. Natural talent, uh, an, an ability to work hard, um, and then the environment in which to put those things into practice and other external factors just compounding to allow their accelerated success you don't see the 99.9999% of people who didn't have all of those things click at once and didn't have that kind of zero to 100 success. So taking in too much information and allowing that to kind of keep knocking you off course because you think, well, actually, I could have kind of quicker success doing it how that person's done it. And actually what you've realized is that 
you've just hindered the successful route that you were on. So I would definitely say that um, as the main thing. Okay. Okay, I want to know the answer to this one as well. Okay. Is this your question? Did no, you write this one? In? It's not my question. But um, the people want to know, what celebrity do you look up to oh. and why? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I was really nervous when you said celebrity there that it was going to be something about Selena and Haley. That's <laughs> that's what I was really nervous about. But I'm glad that it wasn't because I don't have an opinion on that. Yeah. Um, which celebrity do I look up to? Obviously, like growing up, it was like your athletes. So growing up, I've always, you know, looked towards athletes as my source of inspiration. Um, I'd say LeBron James has been someone that, like on and off the court, greatness is something that you can really aspire towards because even though he's the best basketball player ever, he's also a really, really good person. And, you know, I've got other sporting heroes who, you know, have done amazing things in their sport, John Jones, but then outside of their sport, haven't always kind of kept that up. And to be like the best at what you do, but also have all of those other areas of your life firing as well, is just like the next level of excellence. Um, I really like, from business perspective, I really like the celeb, like the the business people who've kind of built a really good personal brand as well. I think that's really inspiring. So, you know, the likes of um, Richard Branson, who's able to build such like a huge personal brand and let that kind of spill into his business brand, and in fact build his business brand even bigger because of the strength of his personal brand. So that was really cool. Um, and then just some people who uh, are in the kind of media space. So like, obviously I listen to Joe Rogan all of the time and that's really inspired me to kind of want to have conversations because I, I can see the power of like the spoken word. Um, and then just the way he's able to, you know, do many things at once. I do want to do loads of things at once. And that's why I'm happy to move slower because I'm doing the things that I like to do. You know, I'm happy to, you know, work on the business and do this and pursue other things as well, like still pursuing like physical goals and still pursuing other goals where I want to like achieve many things. And, and to see him, you know, not compartmentalize, but capitalize on um, different areas and different interests and actually carve out a business based on his interests. Like, you know, loves watching the UFC, commentator on the UFC, getting paid to do it, loves telling jokes and be the center of attention, comedian, loves having conversations with people, the podcast, like everything he likes doing them. So he's found a way to monetize them. So nothing feels like work. I think that's a huge inspiration for me um, to just do the things that I love doing and feel that if my kind of mindset's in the right place, then I can capitalize on them. So yeah, there are just a few people that I kind of look up to. Um, yeah. Okay. I could probably think of other ones, but I can't think of any off the top of my head now. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So this is a really good question. What do you believe is the difference between being successful and being fulfilled? Um, the, your mindset. I think you live inside of 
your own mindset. And I think that, you know, any amount of extrinsic success without, you know, like coupling that up with intrinsic motivation is going to be short lived because you can't be fulfilled if you live by other people's standards of success and happiness. You've got to marry them up. And, you know, that could be to be fulfilled doesn't necessarily mean that you have other people's idea of success. I feel like success can be seen as being more tangible, um, but it's important to work to your metrics of success in order to feel fulfilled. You know, you can be successful by other people's metrics without being fulfilled by your own metric, and therefore, are you even really successful? So, for example, you know, people will put financial metrics on success, and that's all well and good, but you get used to your situation really quickly. Like, if you get, if your income goes up to a million pounds a year, you'd very quickly get used to that. And by someone else's metrics of success, you're absolutely smashing it. But by your own metrics, you'll now want to be making 10 million a year. And you'll be so used to living on one millionaire that the things that you bought with that and the, the luxuries that you afforded yourself now feel normal. Like the, the interest, the thing that I love about like training and exercise and all of those things is how incredibly good the human body is at adapting to its environment. You know, if you do something consistently, your body will adapt to it. That's why I love training so much because you lift heavy weights and your body says, shit, we do this all the time. We lift these heavy weights all the time. We best start increasing the muscle mass that we have in order to do this so it feels easy. And eventually those weights will feel easy, but then you'll go up again and you'll want to lift heavier. And then your body will go, oh, I know what this is. We need more of this. So if your body adapts, but your mind adapts as well, you get used to luxuries very, very quickly. You know, you're pr like if you live in the Western world, if you live in the UK, you're 99.999% of people who live in the UK are living somebody else's dream and you don't even know it. Like you're probably in the top, you know, you, you're definitely in the top 10%. You're probably close to the top two or 3%, maybe even the top 1% of income and levels of comfort. You know, there's million, like, you know, billions of people living below the poverty line, living in conditions that you couldn't even imagine. However, because you're conditioned to this, you are, you feel like this is normal and maybe even you feel like shit. Like, I know so many people live in the UK who don't like it, but realistically, that's just because they've not been exposed to worse environments. So external success is very subjective and fulfillment, it has to come from you and you feeling happy with where you are and fulfilled. And I don't think you feel fulfilled unless you're moving forwards. I feel like you've got to be setting yourself little goals, little goals to get better. So, yeah. I like that. I don't even know if I answered the question there. No, you but did. I spoke you did. a lot. Definitely so that's probably did. good. It's good for podcasting, isn't it? Yeah. You're up to go well. Make people think you know what you're on about. Yeah. So next. Okay, next one. What podcast do you follow? Ooh. So Joe Rogan. Obviously. Yeah, but I don't listen to all of them. I've recently really started listening, love, like liking listening to the, um, the MMA fighters, although I used to avoid them ones. But now, as I'm becoming like 
a bigger fan and getting into it more um, and doing like some martial arts training myself, I find them insightful and like kind of useful as well. Um, whereas I didn't really like listening to them that much. I try not to listen to the comedians as much because I don't have that much time. Obviously, if there's certain comedians on, if Chappelle's on, if Burr's on, if Theo Vaughn's on, I'm going to listen to it and allow myself like that time. But I, I try and listen to podcasts to try and learn things. So, you know, if there's a professor on, um, if there's someone who's like an expert in something on, I'll really try and listen to that. I try not to get bogged down with the political ones too much, mainly because it's American po politics. Um, but also because, you know, you can be th three hours late and not really know much more other than someone's, like, take on the political landscape. And usually they're pretty similar. Um, I will listen to Theo Vaughn sometimes, but again, that's more of, like, just to enjoy myself. Um, I really listen to... Mar I really like listening to... Um, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called, like, Marketing 101 or Social Media Marketing. I know I've like told you to listen oh, to some actually, of those ones. You've sent me that one. I've listened to as well. Yeah, he's good. He just gets different people on who do different social media. So one day the person might be really good on Facebook. One day it might be someone on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. It's usually really different and they're usually really, really good. Um, I do listen to Modern Wisdom. Um, so that's Chris Williamson's podcast, um, especially when he's got people on who kind of fall into those like kind of brackets. So... Um, you know, if they've got someone like uh, uh, David Goggins on, um, something like that, I really find them useful. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, I will listen to his. His aren't really a podcast. They're more like sound bites from stuff that he's done. Sometimes the audio quality is bad. See, there's another thing. The audio quality is probably good. It's probably okay. But because I'm so used to the super crisp audio of like Joe Rogan's podcast, like I'm... It makes me feel uncomfortable listening yeah. to it. Um, Grant Cardone's, I think, is a really good. He's really motivational, and I find some of the things he says interesting. A lot of his stuff's kind of geared towards real estate, um, but I think the principles of what he teaches are transferable, regardless. Okay, so I always say irregardless, <laughs> and Elle says it's not a word. I don't think it is a word, but it's kind of embedded in me now. Let us know in the comments if you think it's a word or not. But I don't like when people say over-exaggerate. Because you either exaggerate or you don't. Yeah, we spoke about that. But you the think first that's right. But you think over exaggerate's fine. Because it is a word. Well, exaggerate's a word, and over is just you know. An we can't get into this right now. <laughs> I want to know in the comments. Irregardless is probably wrong, but do you say it? And if so, why? Over exaggerate. You're exaggerating, or you're not. Yeah. So how can you over exaggerate? It just makes the point even stronger. But irregardless does that. No, it doesn't. It just adds a bit of pizzazz to no, it. No, because that, that prefix... It just adds a bit of flair. That's not the... Okay, you know what? Moving on. I want to know in the comments. Next. Okay. We probably have time about for one more question. Okay. You're going to like this one. What do you hate the most? Um, I hate the most hypocrisy now i'll go into this i just really don't like like really hypocritical things things that just don't when people say things that just don't make sense or they'll just say something and then it just is contradicted not even necessarily by their actions because i think sometimes like you know hypocritical like you know sometimes you 
you want to do one thing, but you do something different, but you, you know that you shouldn't be doing that. But sometimes it's difficult to, to do the right thing all of the time. So when people act hypocritically, I can kind of understand it because you try and hold yourself by a certain like standard and it doesn't always work like that. But I just hate it when like people have ideologies that are innately hypocritical because it's like, can you not see why that those things don't go together? I could probably think of some examples, but I, I can't. Was gonna say, can yeah, you can you think of some examples of things that I've said that I hated that were hypocritical? For you, particularly. Yeah. Like what things are about? Oof, it's more like ideologies that are hypocritical. Yeah. Can you think of any that I complain about? Mm. You complain about when somebody um, says that they really hate something and then they do that very same thing. Yeah, I get, there's got to be like some, I'll definitely think of some later, but there are some things where like their, their, their entire argument is hypocritical. Yeah, I don't want to give two specific examples yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, there's some political <laughs> ones probably, which we'll probably like, yeah, go into at some point. But yeah, just when something's like, the, the ideology behind it is it doesn't make logical sense. And it, yeah, yeah, I can think of one, but yeah, we'll not. But yeah, we'll I'm sure there. I'll think of some. And, and I just wanted to get that out there because that'll be a theme throughout that I don't like hypocritical ideologies. So when one occurs, you'll hear it and you'll go, oh yeah, he doesn't like that. Mm -hmm. We got one more then, because I didn't really answer that question. Mm, yeah. Go on, then we'll do one more. Right, okay, one more. How do you stay motivated at difficult times? Th through routine. I think as soon as it becomes a routine and not like you're not, you're not having to bank on motivation, because motivation is almost like an emotion, isn't it? It's almost like it comes and goes. So if you can make something part of your disciplined routine, then you don't even need to feel motivated to do it. I think that's the key. And I think the way to become disciplined, I found, is to kind of stack things on top of each other. So, you know, if you're doing one thing, pair that up with something else so that you can kind of... Um, always like you know if you if you have to do a, a task every day then stack that with something that's going to be good for you to help you be disciplined um so for example every time i go downstairs and turn the lights on and everything that i have to do just go downstairs turn the lights on open the blinds or whatever i always put the kettle on and therefore when the kettle's boiled i'll make myself a pint of like warm water which is good to start your day. Um, and that's just a way that I kind of stay disciplined and then I don't have to be motivated. Um, and I just make it part of my routine, go to the gym every day. Um, so, so regardless of whether I want to or not, I kind of book it in. So say for example, I agree to train with my training partner, 6.15 every day, and that kind of outsources my motivation. And then I'm not like, oh, I, should I go to the gym today, should I not? It's like I'm meeting him there at 6.15. Like, what am I going to do? Just not turn up. And he just turns up by himself. So I think, yeah, like factor in your routine and kind of stack things. So I'm stacking meeting him at the gym. Mm -hmm. Like I meet you at 6.15. 
at the gym, like what else are we going to do? Do you think a big part of it is accountability? Yeah, accountability, but like try and get other people involved with that as well. So if you can train with somebody, then that's really good. You know, if you don't have that luxury, then it's about doing other things that kind of make sense to put together with that. So, um, you know, like the the best one is kind of finding other people to mot- to like do things with you. So if your motivation dips, then you can like lean on their motivation. Um, and then you're both kind of holding each other accountable. So the people that you surround yourself with will definitely help in that respect. I think they say you're, you're, um, you're an accumulation of the five people you spend your most time with. You know, if you spend your time with people who aren't much to, up to much, who aren't doing things that you want to see in yourself, you're probably not going to do those things either because it's outside of the norm. Similarly, if you're spending time with people who like really think it's acceptable to stay up until 3 a.m. in the morning and, you know, sleep in and not do the things that they need to do to get to where they want to get to, which is fine if that's what they want to do, but if that doesn't suit you, then you've got to surround yourself with people who are, are kind of on the same mission as you um, because that's going to help you get to where you want to be. Any more questions? Oh, I guess we can wrap this up. Cool. Let's wrap this up. Right. Really appreciate you guys sending questions in and please send more. Link in our bio on our Instagram to ask us questions. Um, And yeah, next time you see us, we will be with a guest. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Again, please like and subscribe. Um, We really appreciate it. It's, you know, going to help the channel and um, help us to kind of keep doing this. So cheers, guys. And thank you, Elle, co-star. <laughs> and thanks for a thousand subscribers. Yes, thank you. Bye.